Welcome to the iHealth Podcast, a podcast for you to relate to like-minded individuals discussing hot topics all related to rehab, fitness, and business. Brought to you by Iron Health from Westchester, New York. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in for today's episode on the iHealth Podcast. Today we are bringing on the two instructors and head coaches at Legends Fight Club, Legends Martial Arts in Briarcliff Manor. The coaches' names are Adam and Mike, so really interesting stuff here. We dive into their lives, their principles, how they coach their students, and really how they themselves really love the sport of of martial arts. Adam actually has an interesting story. He is from Westchester originally. Then he went out to Hawaii to pursue martial arts and went to college out there. And he also became a a pro mixed martial artist at that level. Really interesting. We dive into that. And then we have Mike. Mike is from the Bronx originally, kind of came up the the ranks in jiu-jitsu until he's currently a black belt under a really well-known black belt from New York City. He is a high-level competitor, and honestly, this was a great podcast. I enjoyed it a lot. I had a lot of fun. Awesome guys, and I'm personally excited to go down to their gym and try some jiu-jitsu and martial arts with them. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for checking it out. Taking your time out of your day to do this. Of course. And um, I really appreciate it. Of course, man. We enjoy this. So I think before we kind of dive into meat and potatoes of, of MMA and jiu-jitsu, I think I want to make our listeners learn about you guys. So if we could start kind of your specific journey, if, if Adam, if you wanted to start this, um, how did you get into MMA? Like, what was that life like that and your whole kind of career to where you are now? Uh, that started when I was young. Um, my, uh, my dad had me watching UFC one, um, and he would always tell me, come watch this guy, Hoist Gracie. You got to watch Hoist Gracie. He wouldn't let me watch any of the fights, UFC 1, 2. He would only let me watch Hoist Gracie. And he would always want me to see the smaller guy beating the bigger guy. And he always preached Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know, I want you training Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, so he put me in it. I was young and I hated it. Uh, I didn't like it. I didn't want to go. Um, and I ended up stopping doing any jiu-jitsu. I was probably about eight years old at the time. And uh, when I was about 10 years old, you know, two years went by, I took to wrestling. Um, But again, I didn't really like it. I wanted to be outside. I wanted to go skate with my friends and hang out. And uh, by the sophomore year of high school, um, I had gotten in a fight out back of Dobbs Ferry High School. And uh, the coach, my soon-to-be wrestling coach and the athletic director and the principal came to me and gave me an ultimatum. And they said, you either join the wrestling team or you sit in a suspension for, for a certain amount of time. And the choice was obvious. Um, you know, I went, I went directly into that wrestling room and uh, I got into wrestling uh, and I, 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 I fell in love with it. First day, first day, I actually, my mom took me to Models to pick up a pair of wrestling shoes and we stopped off at McDonald's and uh, ate a big meal. I went down to train on my first day of wrestling and, and I puked everywhere. <laughs> and then the next day I woke up and I just wanted to hit the wrestling room. Um, from there, uh, I ended up taking all section by my senior year. 
Um, and we would always say, oh, if I had one more year, you know, state championship, but that's fine. Um, high school ended. And as wrestlers, you either wrestle in college or that's the end of the road. Um, so I picked up jujitsu. So I, you know, I, I walked into a, a friend's gym at the time. It was um, deeper into Scarsdale, not, not 914 Training Center, a different one at the time. And uh, I remember feeling the squish of, my, uh, of the mats under my feet and I fell in love. Um, I uh, trained there for about eight months. And I made the decision to then move to Hilo, Hawaii. I was 20, about 20 years old at this, at this point. Um, and uh, I, I took the chance. I moved to Hilo. And uh, I didn't really necessarily go there to, uh, to start fighting, rather to go to school. Um, and I remember walking to the 7-Eleven. I'd left my house and I made it like two blocks down the street. And I looked to my right and it was BJ Penn's gym. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, I get to continue. Uh, you know, I knew it was on the island. I knew it was in the city. I just didn't know I was so close to it. I walked in and uh, I approached my soon-to-be coach and mentor, Chad Hao. And I go, uh, I walked up to him. And I go, I want to fight. And he's like, oh, you want to fight, bro? You like fight? You like scrap? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to fight. They're like, all right, get in the cage. And I looked at him dumbfounded. Like, what, get in the cage? He's like, yeah, bro, get in the cage. I got in the cage and I got my ass kicked. I got beat up by everyone in that place. And, and I, I came back the next day and I walked up to Chad. And I was like, I want to fight. He's like, what? I was like, I, I want to fight. He's like, bro, I get back in the cage. Got my ass beat again. Came back, came back the third day. Came back the third day. And uh, at this point, I, I was like mumbling. I, I want to fight. He's like, you want to do what? He's like, you want to do what? He's a guy, go sit with the team. And the rest was history. I became the number one ranked amateur at 155 pounds in the state of Hawaii. And I left as the number one, uh, the, excuse me, the number four ranked professional at 145 pounds. And I, uh, wow. yeah, and there, there's a long story there training with the Hawaiians, boss MMA out of BJ Penn's gym. Uh, it was crazy. It was a hell of a ride, man. I was the only white dude in there uh, getting beat up by Hawaiians. They call me Howley. I'd go to the weigh ins. Howdy, get off my island. <laughs> Fucking Howdy. You know? Uh, That's I, crazy, I earned man. my respect and uh, eventually made the pro debut. Uh, and uh, that was after about eight years uh, uh, of, training, of fighting as an amateur. I went 10-0 and 0 and uh, started my pro career. Left Hawaii, went to Florida, trained with American top team, kept fighting, kept training jujitsu. And I got the call to come back to New York and uh, – I started teaching out of the 914 training center in Scarsdale and uh, the rest is history. Met Mike, trained wow. hard, looked at each other, said, yo, let's open a gym. Here we are today. That's awesome, man. That's quite a journey. I could talk about that for another 30 minutes, but I'm going to pass it over to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we could dive back into that too. I'm, I'm writing some notes so we could yeah. dive in, but Mike, let's hear your story. Um, like, how did you, how did you come up? My, uh, mine's not as a, uh as extensive in the martial arts realm as Adam is. Uh, but I was always uh, com complete. My uh, my father had me in baseball, t-ball, all the way up into high school, uh, where I started to play football. I ran track, and uh, I was on the baseball team. So all four years, I was always competing. Um, I obviously wasn't the biggest person, but I loved football. I loved the contact. I loved the physicality of it. And... Uh, also, growing up, though, I, I would say that, you know, I think like most kids were into Ninja Turtles, into uh, 
Power Rangers, all the Kung Fu movies. So I always had like the, the, the desire to learn martial arts. It just never, it just never came my way. Then uh, when I went to college, you know, I did my four years, graduated, picked up drinking. And uh, <laughs> after, after I graduated, you know, I was starting to work. And then uh, every weekend turned into uh, going to the bar, having drinks. And then it became too much of a habit. And I was getting a little out of shape. I was like, you know what? Let me try, let me try Muay Thai. I wanted to do some kickboxing. And then uh, I looked for, I looked around for a couple of gyms in the Bronx. And I couldn't really find anything that I liked. I went around and a buddy of mine said, no, why don't you come try jujitsu? And I was like, what's jujitsu? I started Googling. I was like, I don't want to do that. But people laying on top of you, rolling around. And, uh, <laughs> and it reminded me of wrestling, which was funny because in high school, we had a really good wrestling team, but I, I didn't want to wear a singlet. So I just didn't even bother. I ran track, which mm. was the stupidest thing ever. Just running left the entire time. <laughs> but um, uh, going back to it, though, I was like, all right, let me give it a try. There was a school that opened up in the Bronx that was actually uh, probably like 10 minutes from my house. So it was actually very convenient. So I was like, let me, let me try it. Uh, I'll do it for a couple months just to get in, just to do something. Because I, I got tired of just not doing anything. It was just working and going home. Then um, I had started for six months. Then after six months, I've been doing it now for 10 years. So <laughs> it kind of like, I, yeah, I've been getting engulfed in it ever since. Uh, I uh, fell in love with it. I did some Muay Thai. I actually had a couple of amateur fights. Um, but my, my passion was just jujitsu from there on out. I um, totally enjoyed it. And uh, it's been my life. You know, it, it changed my life. It got me out of trouble. Uh, wasn't at the bars anymore drinking and partying. I was spending a lot of time uh, just getting in shape and getting my mind better. And some would say he's pretty good That's at That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool to hear that. I mean, you both said that too. It really like changed your life, you know? And what do you think of those principles that help change your life? Um, I, I think for, for me, uh, I'm pretty sure Adam can, can attest to it too. It's just, um, I, I, came a very dis- I came from a very disciplined background, but this is almost getting involved with it and helped me uh, solidify that mindset. Just, you know, staying on a schedule, um, just being able to, to, to eat right. And just, you know, just to get in there every day and, and make that a part of my life. And it just, it actually helped me along with like my, my work career and being able to even open up a gym. It was something that you had to be disciplined for, you know, you know you're a business owner yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it takes a certain kind of discipline to, to get that mind ready and prepare yourself for all these kind of ventures. Like we're all dealing with right now, actually. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. for me, I don't like being, out of control of things. I don't like not being good at something, I guess. And uh, for mm. me, you know, I'd, I'd walk, I'd walk into the jujitsu gym and, and there was always something new to learn and something that would confuse me or something that made me want to get a little bit better every day. Um, but I mean, you could ask, OCD in me and uh, <laughs> a little bit <laughs> and I needed, I needed, I needed perfect I needed my 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 submissions to, to 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 be flawless I needed my my passing to be better which we're still working on to this day um, but just having that daily progression and something that I could push towards and uh, push myself and conquer challenges that would terrify me like fighting is not easy um the mental game of of preparing for a fight is in, it's harder than the physical aspect 
Um, you know, some would say that the training is difficult, which it is, but getting your mind ready um, for me is, it was very difficult and, and, and not just fighting, but the day-to-day grind of training, like knowing what you're about to do for the next two hours. Um, I would, I would have butterflies all day and I would leave the gym with a huge smile on my face because the endorphins are mm. pumping and I got the job done. And next day I would wake up and it's like, all right, what are we working on today? So. That's what keeps me keeps me into it. Kept me into it. That's awesome. Well, that's that's a good kind of segue for us to talk about really competition because it sounds like you know both you guys really brought it to a higher level of competing. You know, what drove you to that level? And for someone who aspired is aspiring to be there, like what do they need to to accept and do? Yeah. Um. You, you, you gotta have, you, you have to be willing to fail. You're gonna, you're gonna fail every day. Um, you're gonna lose every exchange in practice. When I'm preparing for a fight specifically, um, the person that I'm training against is normally more fresh than I am in the sense of we line up five guys and there's gonna be a fresh body on me every time. So if you're looking to compete, you need to be willing to fail. Um, you, you need to be willing to fail 100 times so that you can see success once. And the culmination of those failures doesn't even come close to the, the feeling of that one piece of success. And uh, winning or losing, cool. Uh, but for me, I always wanted to have a good performance. I wanted to put on a good fight. There was never an opponent in front of me. It was always me against me. Can I get over this next obstacle? Can I beat myself and can I be better than I was in my last fight? Can I turn some heads doing it? Can I make a little money along the way? Can I find success through this? At the time, I didn't know. I didn't know that I would have a gym. Um, the goal was never, hey, I'm going to train until I can open a gym. I, I, at the time, I was uh, you know, in my 20s uh, when I was getting ready to fight. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was moving palm trees. We did the largest movement of trees from the the big island of Hawaii to the island of Lanai. And every day I was going and I was using the boom truck and putting giant palm trees onto onto, uh, uh, 18 wheelers and we were shipping them across the ocean. And uh, I I just knew I didn't want to be a construction worker. I knew I didn't want to be uh, something other than what I love to do. And, and, And it just all came together. Hmm. Um, nice. I, I think um, for me, competition, it was just, uh, I think Adam touched on it a little bit, but it's just a way, it's like a litmus test of where are you at in the skills that you've acquired and how can you uh, show it to somebody. So a lot of, a lot of times I tell my students, um, uh, the art part of martial arts is being able to express yourself. And the best way, some of the best ways to express yourself, some of the top athletes, you know, you can watch them. Um, and just right now, I don't know if you're, you're into basketball, but I've been watching The Last Dance, um, the Michael Jordan documentary. And you watch these guys and they're, they're, it's movement and it's, it's artistic, but it's really just their hard work coming out and, and their expression. And so for me, the uh, competition with my, my way of expressing myself outwardly and also being able to see uh, the time that I invested, how, how is it working? Can I, can, am I going to, Am I going to do this move I've been practicing for six months? Am I going to be able to, to uh, 
withstand, you know, uh, my cardio or things like that. It's not so much the winning, though. Of course, you want to win. I mean, a true competitor wants to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me to 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 break it down would be more uh, along the lines of just where am I at at this point in time in my life? You know, you know, in my com- competitive career. Um, and I, I, th- I just think, you know, I think just people, you know, if to give any advice to anybody, uh, yes, be prepared to lose. You're going to lose oh, yeah. a lot. <laughs> you are going to have more <laughs> losses than probably wins. But uh, sometimes uh, that that's just what you're there for. You just got to lose and get the lesson. I think, I think uh, you got to be willing to be vulnerable to learn what it is you need to learn in that for that particular event or competition. Winning's funny. You don't really remember what you did wrong in a win. But you remember what you did wrong in a loss. Oh yeah, and you got to pick and choose your battles, man. Um, you got to listen to your coaches. Uh, uh, you have to trust the process and trust the training. Um, and uh, you got to be smart. You know, there's no shame in saying no to a, a fight uh, when you make it to certain levels. Um, mm-hmm. You'll see a lot of promotions um, that m- m- purposely create mismatched fights at the start of their shows where you take an opponent who's eight and two and you put him up against someone who's one and three. The purpose of this is, is these promoters want that one in three fighter to get knocked out. It looks great for them and uh, creates the importance of listening to your coaches. Hey, if the coach says you're not ready to fight or, or, or that's not a good opponent, you, you know, you tuck your tail and you say, all right, you know, you, you suck up your pride and, and uh, you move on to the next one and, and you, you calculate your opponents as you go along. Um, you know, you're not looking to pad your record. You don't want to be that eight and three guy fighting that, that guy that's one and three either. Uh, uh, there's, there's, no, there's no glory in, in an easy win. So mm-hmm. you got to be smart, you got to be calculated, and you truly have to trust the process as you move along in your career. Awesome. That's some really solid advice there for sure. So for when you guys were on the next step to kind of creating legends, how did that work? How did you come together? How did you know, like, let's do this, man, as business partners to, to excel? What was that process like? So I was getting ready for Ring of Combat. Uh, I was fighting a, ru- a guy from Russia, uh, Sodik Ismoilov, excellent wrestler, good grappler. And I brought... Mike in for my training camp from the advice of my, of our good friend, Tevin Dice, keep an eye out for him on Bellator. He trains out of Jackson Wink, Tevin Dice, absolute absolute (laughs) animal. Um, And uh, after that fight, I got to thinking, Hey, I want to open a gym. Um, Everything was going great at the old spot. The team was growing. People were, my uh, students were competing and they were, they were doing well. And I had started to look for a place and I had mentioned to Mike, Hey Mike, I'm thinking about opening a gym. You let me know. And my man kept me waiting for about two months. <laughs> until he called me until he called me, and he was like, yo, I want to, I want to jump in on this opportunity. I want to, uh, I want to be a part of this. And we spent the next I had started April, April 10th. I had started my, my search last year. And I think you joined right, right at the start of summer yeah. in the search. And we looked everywhere. We looked in Dobbs Ferry. 
We looked in Ardsley. We looked in Yonkers. We looked in Sleepy Hollow and Terrytown is what we initially wanted. We wanted Sleepy Hollow, especially Legend, Legends of Sleepy Hollow. Mm, that's cool. Uh, and our friend uh, and student, Nick Price, who's a security guard, um, actually found this location the day after our Dob Terry location fell through. We had too many red flags. And he's like, hey, have you thought about Briarcliff? At the time, I thought Briarcliff was like up towards Buffalo. <laughs> I'm not going all the way up there. And I opened up the Google and, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, it's only 20 minutes up the line from, from the, the school I was at initially. And I thought it was just further enough to not be touch, stepping on anyone's toes. Mm-hmm. And just close enough to where my student base uh, would feel comfortable commuting to. Um, and... Uh, and and man, it was it was difficult. You know, we thought it would just find a place, put down some mats, and open the doors. <laughs> we didn't realize, you know, you have to negotiate a lease for for a month. You, you have to hash out the the details of everything. You have to weigh your options, and uh, definitely a learning lesson. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was yeah. definitely uh, very hard, man. And then and then we come in here and you sign the lease, and it's like, oh my gosh let's pull these metal plates off the wall and you, you take these, they had these plates all over that were protecting the walls and you take the metal plates off and there's holes in every wall and, and, and there's some problem here and some problem there. And just, just getting the place ready took three months. Yeah. Of just building. And, and we thought, Oh, it'll take a week to paint the place. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was, it was a process, man. And um, it still is. And, uh, the biggest thing that I'm taking from it now is I've got to sit back and enjoy it. All the hoops that we jump that we jump through, all the hoops that we have to jump through to keep this place floating and uh, uh, going strong. To be quite honest, um, it's been it's a blessing. It's been a true blessing. So I'll, I'll pass it to Mike. And um, so it's interesting. So uh, to go back to Tevin, uh, Tevin was one of my students. Uh, one of my old gyms. Tevin Dice, what's up? Man? <laughs> And um, I told Seven because we, we both had a situation in our old gym where we were actually asked to leave. Uh, we can go into that a little later, too. Uh, but I told Seven to go check out a couple of gyms. Uh, he had mentioned that he had met um, met uh, Adam. And he's a good guy. Come up and train with us. You know, uh, let's uh, do some rounds, whatever. So I came up. I met Adam, you know. And I, I was continually... Just, I was continuing going over the train every like probably once a week, every every yeah. two weeks, just to get some cross training. And, and then, um, you know, I was in the process of looking for a gym myself, but uh, I was still working full time. Well, I, was, I am still working full time, but uh, I, I wanted to transition into, you know, owning my own gym because I was teaching at all these other places. I was like, you know, instead of teaching for all these other schools and then just open up my own. Um, and then Adam hit me up and he was like, oh, I'm going to do this. And Tevin mentioned it to me. And I was like, you know, I wasn't going to jump in on his thing. So I wanted to see how it was going for me. And then uh, we ran into, Adam ran into some hiccups with places. And I had, you know, mentioned, like, you know, why don't we just do this together? We could pull in some money. And, you know, the the 1,000 square foot gym you were looking for, maybe you can double it, you know, with the money that we can pull in together, which we ended up doing anyway, which was great. So we actually have a nice space now. We got showers. <laughs> and we had showers. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, but it, it just worked out. You know, you, I, I, 140 I, parking spaces. <laughs> 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 
thousand square feet of mass space. <laughs> schedule legendsfightclub.com. <laughs> you don't mind up big. You know, I, you, you don't, it's one thing I learned from, um, from like just coming up in the martial art thing, martial art uh, background is uh, you don't know somebody until you fight them. And I'm, I was, I was fighting at Adam every, every week when we were training. So and I, I ended up having, developing a good friendship throughout this whole process too. He wasn't fighting me. He was kicking my ass. <laughs> Being modest. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's cool, man. That's, that's a, uh, yeah. Anyone starting a business, you know, it's definitely a, it's an uphill battle. It doesn't just like, Hey, let's go. Let's start making money. You know, it's, it's a learning process for sure. Definitely. Ah, the money's a bonus. The money's a bonus. Yeah, we're that's still, a good mindset, man. Yeah, we still, you know, we're still working um, other jobs, and uh, I'm fortunate enough to be able to give a lot of private lessons and uh, work another job that I do. And uh, Mike, Mike's full time uh, uh, at another spot as well. So um, it was never really necessarily about the money. Right now, um, it was about finding a good home, uh, a, a place for our students to call their own. Um, you know, it was really cool having Mike's students and my students kind of, uh, come together and form an official team. Um, mm. and, and for them to have a home and a place to train, it's awesome. It, it's just, a, a since day one here, it's been a great vibe and a very, very picture perfect atmosphere. And, uh, it's exactly what I hope for. That's Except- awesome, man. I'm excited to, for you guys to open back up so I can come and try it out. Soon, soon. Once we get the okay. So, what what is your basic like philosophy with anyone walking through your door who's who's uh, interested? You know, what is your principles? Um, uh, I I feel like when when someone walks through the door, uh, I want to want to want them to feel welcomed. I want them to feel comfortable. Uh, it's not easy going into a martial art gym. It's not mm-hmm. easy. People are, you, you go into the gym, there's class going on, there's people throwing each other around, there's sparring going on. It could be severely intimidating. I've seen people come into gyms and just literally walk out. They're like, oh, wait, this is not the karate, form fighting, standing in place, breaking boards. People are actually going. So for, for me, it's just, you know, be comfortable, trust each other, trust me as an instructor, trust me as your professor, and just have fun. I, it's, it's always, to me, it's about, for me, this is fun. I, I love coming to train. I love uh, teaching and it helps me get rid of the day's drama. You know, you all day, you've got, you know, your everyday work issues, family issues, friend issues, that stuff kind of piles up. And I think for the most part, a lot of people don't have a outlet for it. So mm-hmm. uh, me personally, my, 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 my goal is to have people have that outlet. If, if it was an outlet for me that I didn't expect when it ended up changing my life, so if I can give that to somebody else and teach them, you know, some cool moves and, you know, build up a camaraderie with, with the team and have things go like that, it's, that's, that's everything. Yeah. And, and building off of what Mike was saying about the intimidation factor of um, going into a gym, you know, it's not just for, for new people looking to get into jujitsu. Um, you know, we hold a very high standard for, for people that are, been doing jujitsu for years and, and are looking to compete. Um, when I left Hawaii and, and uh, I had moved to the west coast of Florida on the, on, the, on the Gulf side, there was an American top team over there, which I spent about six months at before I moved to the east coast of Florida. And it took me three trips 
to the gym where I pulled up, I sat out front, I shook my head, I put my Jeep in reverse and I went back home because I was scared as hell to walk in and start with a new team. Um, at the time, you know, my, my home was still Hilo and uh, my gym was still BJ's gym and my team was still Novo Nyao Hawaii. And uh, it was scary, man. And, and that third trip, I finally walked in and I remember standing at the front desk and the person behind it kind of looked at me and they were just staring at me and they're like, what's up? And I was like, what's up? I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I'm just looking to, just looking to train. Just look at, you know, I just want to train. I just moved here from, from Hawaii. Um, I'm a professional fighter and, uh, I'm looking to keep that going. And right there, their attitude changed. Like, oh, well, welcome. Uh, uh, you know, come train. And, I, you know, at, at first I thought that they were trying to intimidate me. Maybe they thought I was trying to intimidate them. And uh, the biggest thing for us is just making people feel comfortable um, because the jujitsu is going to make you very uncomfortable and uh, mm -hmm. make everything else in your life extremely comfortable. And that won't make sense until you, until, until you try jujitsu. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's... It's an interesting thing because I, I could totally see that even when I first started, it's as a beginner in jujitsu, it's it's a whole nother world, you know. Uh, How do you walk your beginners through that phase, that initial kind of let's say three to six months? Um, so I'm going to pass it off to Mike in a moment, um, but we have a fundamentals class every day at six o'clock. At six o'clock, where um, we run them through the basics. Um, it's more of a, 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 a a class that we are able to show the ABCs of jujitsu in, get um, people comfortable with drilling and a little bit of light rolling at the end of it. Um, but the fundamentals class has been the most important piece of transitioning newer students into our more advanced class, which starts at about 630. Um, I think so. One of the most important things that I, I realize, especially with someone that's brand new, uh, is getting them aware of their body. A lot of jujitsu is a lot of contorting movements, knowing how to roll a certain way so you're not going over your neck, but you're going over your shoulder. And those basic things that uh, any jujitsu practitioner could tell you is not basic for somebody that's never done it before. So, um, I like to make the class, uh, the, the basic class, a little bit more uh, body finding, just basic movements, being able to, to know your left hand from your right hand. If, when you're, I'm sure you know when you're training, sometimes they'll tell you to do something and you, you, you're, so, you're dealing with chaos, you're dealing with so much going on, you forget your left hand from your right foot. Grab his left shoulder, not his ankle, not his ankle, his shoulder. No, 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 not his shoulder. Yeah, and, and just that, even just that, just that, that aspect right there, listening to instructions while you're going through things. Like building that, that's where the trust builds. And, being, and not so much trust in me, but trust in yourself that you know what hand to use. It's, it seems kind of silly when I, when, when, as, as I'm even saying it right now, but it's, it's something that's super important because all those basic things I still do till this day. So. And also, um, you know, more on the com comfortability, I don't know if that's a word, but we're going to use it, uh, uh, aspect. Um, I came up in a, in a gym that was very oriented on showing up to train, um, 
with the team, with the Ohana, with the family. Um, there wasn't really a, like, yeah, Ross, Ross, the boss, Ibanez ran the show, but it wasn't like a bow to your sensei type of atmosphere. It was a uh, help us all get better. And, and through that, you're going to get better. Uh, hmm. And going back to just trust in the training and trust in the process and, and just having good leadership and good mentors that were able to teach me in a way that I'm now able to teach my students based off of fun and effective uh, uh, techniques. Uh, uh, even coming up, Coach Block, uh, um, who was my coach from kindergarten, was always saying, hey, get good at two things. Get a good double leg, get a good single leg, and just stick with that and, 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 and perfect them and keep it simple and win championships because of it. So, uh, yeah. Very nice. Do you guys strive to have all your athletes compete, or is that not really something that you're, you're pushing too much? Um, we will, so we want all our students to compete, but there's no, there's no force to I, I, I want to give them a, a, an, a, an outlet to say, yeah, this is what I want to do. I want my, my student to come to me and say, I think I want to try it. And to me, then that's, okay, that's when you're ready. Versus the student that wants to just compete right away where I gotta, you got to kind of cool his, his horses down a little bit. They so burn he, out. Yeah. I want to get, I wanna, yeah. you, go, you go into competition not knowing anything, you get beat up. You're, I promise you're not going to want to do it again. So it, it's, <laughs> you have to find the, the, the right balance for it. Kids too. Uh, yeah, same thing with kids. But the, the the goal is to you know obviously self defense, um, being able to feel confident in any situation where you know God forbid something happens, you can take care of yourself and your family. Uh, but just be just be uh, comfortable. I want you to feel comfortable, whether it's whether if you don't want to compete at all. I just want you to know that it's it's gonna you're gonna be okay if you want to compete or you don't want to compete. But I think uh, the best way to learn where you're at and how, how much you're learning is through competition. Yeah, and for us, a big thing is uh, to lead by example. Um, there's a lot of gyms that push their students to compete. Meanwhile, their coaches are on the sideline cracking a whip. And uh, our biggest thing is uh, showing them, hey, it's possible. You know, um, we compete on big stages, uh, Mike on EBI, and uh, we uh, – we want to show them, hey, it's possible. It's not. It, 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 it's it's difficult. It's difficult. But when you when when you go out there and do a win, loss, or draw, it don't matter. Just give a good fight and have some fun with it. And uh, that's the hardest thing. You know, everyone wants to win. Everyone wants to get their get their hand raised. But there's a process for that. Like Mike said earlier, maybe he has more losses than he has wins, and uh, that works for me as well. Uh, you know, if you have that mentality that I want to give a damn good fight and I want to uh, put on a good show. The competition comes easy after that. So, uh, mm. no, do we force people to compete? No, absolutely not. Um, do we show them that it will change your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then That's they awesome. listen to it and they listen to it and they go out there and they try it and they, when's the next one? When's the next one, coach? When, 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 <laughs> how old, how young do you have kids starting there? So you said you, you guys coach some kids as well, right? So ideally, ideally six years old, but we got kids that are four years old. Um, you know, uh, if, if the child is capable of keeping up um, and uh, staying attentive and having fun with the classes, yeah, we'll start them young. We'll start them at four. Um, but 
in my, in my opinion, it, you're not going to get effective training until they're six years old. They're not going to have the mental mm. capacity to understand the techniques that we're teaching until they're six years old. What you are going to get from a four-year-old is them getting used to being in the gym, them getting used to us and growing up in an atmosphere that will later on in their life make things a lot easier, whether they want to be a doctor or they want to be a lawyer or they want to be a in biologist, that will, that will seem easy after growing up in the jujitsu gym. So if there's four-year-olds mm-hmm. that want to train, they're more than welcome. But I tell the parents, leave the expectations at the front door. It's, the only thing to expect is for them to get used to us and get used to being on the gym. And with time, they will, uh, they will get good. They will. That's cool. Yeah, I feel like, you know, both you guys too said you wrestle. That I wish... I started that earlier, you know, wrestling or jujitsu um, would have really helped shape my life quicker than it has now. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I tell people all the time. I started doing jujitsu when I was twenty seven, um, thirty seven. Oh, wow. Yes, I'm thirty seven now. I've been doing it for ten years now. But uh, I wish I started when I was younger. Uh, I probably would have uh, maybe come up a little bit faster or whatever. But I mean, you know, you know, sometimes life dictates a certain certain step for you. But uh, yeah, same as you, man. I wish I started earlier. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah, you too. We started. Too. I, I was young. I was young. I started started sooner, and uh, yeah. Would you say you had advantages though, because you, you knew wrestling? Like, how important is wrestling to this? Because you know, I'll, I'll see someone who's a, a really early white belt who has you know, wrestling background, and they're pretty good already. You know. So, so for me, I remember my first day of jujitsu. I was, take, I was getting the takedown a lot. And then I hit the mat and it was like deer in the headlights. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's easy for a wrestler to be good at jujitsu in the short term, right? They come in, they go beast mode, they get the takedown, they can scramble. But in the long term, it's very difficult for the wrestler to take habits that they're not used to having, such as being on their backs um, and teaching them to be comfortable there. So, so the scale tips both ways. Yeah, they'll come in and, and they'll wrestle and they'll scramble and they'll pass guard. They'll learn a Kimura and catch, catch people here and there. Um, but for the wrestler, the long-term journey um, can be very difficult when you have to uh, get used to people pulling guard or, or people you know, jumping on a leg attack. And, and learning ways to deal with that. And, and most importantly, learning how to slow down. The wrestler competes in a six minute match and it's full speed ahead. It's a sprint the entire time. The grappler learns to take their time and be a little bit more uh, fluid with their movements. And um, the hardest thing for the wrestler to do is, or for me as a coach to do for the wrestler is to, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but is to break them in a sense of uh, 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 like you would break a, a horse, a wild horse. You know, you have to calm that wild horse versus uh, 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 finding one that was brought up in the stable. You know, you could hop right on and get a good ride. So that's kind of a weird analogy, but it might make sense to some. No, it definitely makes sense. What do you What do you do for your higher level athletes? Like, let's say you have someone who's a higher level competitor. Has, has their training differ? You, you say like, oh, you guys, you should be getting in here seven times a week. Like, what is that? What are those principles? Look For like? those guys, we don't even have to tell them to get in here. We have to tell them to chill yeah. out, rest the body. <laughs> rest the 
hardest thing is, is is telling a lot of these athletes to to take time off, let the body heal. Um, the week of an event for me, I don't do a damn thing. I let my body heal, so when it's time to fight. I'm, I'm at a hundred percent and uh, people think I'm crazy that I take a week off before the fight. What in the world? Uh, but yeah, now nah, for the, for, for me, for the higher competitor, uh, yeah, they already show up to train. They got the mindset. They're ready to go. Biggest thing mm. is just chill. Like, like take, take a little time off, relax, do put in your road work, you know, get your sprints in and take some time off the mat actually. Yeah. So there's, there's such a thing as overtraining. Yeah. You don't, you don't yeah. want to put your body too much, too much stress because then, uh, you know, it's, and it also depends on the age too. You got a young guy, he's 22, 23, he's a stud. Uh, you, you want him to get good training. You want him to push it. Uh, but it, it varies in age, varies in, in skill level. Uh, but it, it's true. If, if, if a guy is a high level practitioner, he's going to come in every day. It's, 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 it's already uh, ingrained in his brain to just be here. But uh, I, I, for me, like, I, I think, um, you know, me and Adam talk about this too, is just being able to, to push our students, not just physically, but mentally also. Yeah, the hardest part. Yeah, mindset, definitely. Mindset and just be ready to uh, fail. Be ready to fail. Yeah, Me- mental toughness is everything. I mean, yeah, your mindset, like helping people change that mindset is crucial. Who is your like ideal client? Someone's going to walk through your door in Briarcliff. Who are you guys looking to help? So... I, 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 my favorite part of this whole thing is the kids watching the kids grow. Um, a lot of these kids have been with me for, for years now and seeing them go from six years old to, you know, nine, 10, 11 years old. It, it's a beautiful thing just to be part of their life. Um, and to be a good role model for them. Um, I, for, for me, that ideal student is, is that brand new kid coming in and, and sticking with me through by the time they go to college, obviously I'm not, I haven't experienced that yet, but I have a lot of kids that compete. They're successful when they compete. They truly enjoy jujitsu and uh, it, it, it just betters every aspect of their life. Um, I've got this one student who competed uh, uh, locally at a, at a, at a, at a, at, a, at a competition and uh, the very next day flew out to California and won a national math championship. Um, so yeah, cool. yeah. It just, you know, showing them discipline and, and showing them strength. Uh, that's my favorite part. That's my ideal student. That's, that's interesting. Cause mine is actually the opposite. Yeah. It's just the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you guys work well yeah, together. My, my, my deal is, is having the professional come in here. The guy that's a full-time dad, uh, works a nine-to-five, five days a week, six days a week, whatever long, uh, and just wants to try something new. I, I feel that's very courageous and helps. I think it helps with the home. You know, if you're, if you're trying to find something to do, because it, it, it reminds me of me. I, I wanted to just be a better person. So someone that's coming in here that's, you know, in their 30s, has never tried it before, uh, has a full-time job and just wants to come in and learn something and, and just be around the guys and just be around a team. It, it, to me, I, I, I love that. I love, I love that so much. It's uh, one of the, one of the most interesting stories I, I, I uh, can say right now was uh, I had a, had a student come in and I, I didn't, I didn't know his background. He came in, he was an older guy, 
And, uh, you know, every time I would teach something, he was always asking a lot of questions. And, uh, you know, I, I love questions. So, you know, I could tell that he was into it. Um, and then, you know, after probably like six or seven months, I finally decided to ask him, you know, what do you, you know, what do you do for a living? He's like, oh, I'm a doctor. I was like, a doctor? And uh, this, and it just, it, it, it struck me because it was like, he was so attentive to me. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, I want to be like this guy. This guy's a doctor. He, you know, I found out he has two or three homes. You know, he's really well off and he's just, you know, just a really nice guy. And um, it was just, it was incredible to me that how he just had all, you think somebody has it all, but they, I could tell that this coming to the gym was the highlight of his day, you know, being able to go back mm-hmm. home and, and be relaxed and, you know, have, coming from a good family. So it's uh, it just, to me, the professional that comes in here, the guy that just the day-to-day guy, the regular nine to fiver, those, those are my guys. That's awesome. All right, guys, if people want to find out more about Legends, where can they go? How can they get in touch? Uh, legendsfightclub.com. Uh, you can shoot us an email at legendsfightclubny at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, legends underscore martial arts. And check out our Facebook page, Legends Martial Arts. You can put us in the Google, uh, 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 Legends Martial Arts, Briarcliff. And um, most importantly, you know, going back to the website, uh, uh, you'll, you'll see our bio. You'll be able to read all about us. You'll be able to see our full class schedule, including our pricing, which no schools do. Um, so you guys will know right off the bat that we're not trying to BS anybody. Um, and uh, most importantly, you know, come try a few classes on us. Um, you know, we don't just do jujitsu. We do striking. We do MMA. We do cardio classes. We got yoga. And uh, we have a lot more coming. We have a whole lot more coming. So. Awesome guys, this was yes, great, man. you know, I really appreciate it. Hey, we're gonna come see you real soon. I got a broken body that needs fixing. Oh man. <laughs> Same. I'm I'm excited to for have you guys to reopen because I'm definitely coming down there for sure. Thanks for having us. All right, guys. Enjoy your day. Take I'll see care, you soon. Man. Thanks, y'all. Thanks again. That was cool. Yeah, it was real cool.